All right, Joyful Podcast, the intro. This is the Joyful Podcast. My name is Ethan Edwards. Share it. Thank you so much for listening to it. Well, we're going to do this podcast, and every time with compassion, sense of humor, hopefully, and sincerity, we're going to be part of this huge motion of positivity that is starting to solve some of the world's big problems. I can't wait to share with you why I think that, why I feel like I know that. We're going to have conversations with individuals willing to share from widely varying backgrounds. And I'm going to share with you my own imperfect journey. Very imperfect. I'm going to teach what I learn about positivity and mindfulness practices from people and disciplines that have helped me. And I want to allow that to help you too, if possible. So thank you so much for listening. God bless. Namaste. And let's have some fun. <laughs> that was supposed to be a really good beat. I fell. Fell on my back. Jeez, that's noisy. Make it nice. Make it nice. Welcome to my podcast. If this is, I'm just turning this on. If this is an episode, I'm not sure. The thing is, I want to do more episodes. Badly. I've been in, giving them to you at about um, one every six months for the last six months. And that's not going to cut it. It's not going to make it um, really have the effect or be the voice that I wanted it to be. So I'm going to try to pick it up and see if this is one of them, actually. Right now in the van and right outside the windows is, uh, wow, the, the James River and I'm watching it kind of roll along through the trees. Let me make that more specific. There's a little canal. I'm, I'm, I'm perched above it in this like uh, parking deck that looks right down on the canal. And um, there's this old freight train on the other side of the canal, about 50 yards away. 50 yards across the canal, that is. And then on the other side of that, there's a river 
the James River. So this is just a little canal and I can see glistening through the much wider river. Um, it's surrounded, of course, by the trees with no leaves on them. The last of the leaves have been falling off the last week or so in this winter. And I look to my right, I see the, uh, the cool little skyline of Richmond, Virginia, the downtown area. And then, of course, there's train tracks all over with their little red lights. And, man, cool area. Just playing the drum as the sun went down from the back of the van. And it did just now go down. So the temperature dropped, like, I don't know, a lot of degrees. It, got, it went from, like, beautiful, take a nap in the, in the sun. Well, in the van if it's blocking the wind. And uh, to butt ass cold so now the door is shut and I was playing more drum with the door shut sounds totally different of course uh, and then I decided turn that microphone on and remember you used to podcast Ethan you used to share you uh, started this with a lot of passion and excitement so where the hell's the passion and excitement, Ethan? <laughs> well, it's there. It's there, but there sure is a lot of stuff to clear in my mind. That's one of the things I talked about when I was doing it on the way to work episode recording, how hard it is to meditate. And you know what I decided? That I'm going to just keep on trying to meditate and maybe like when I'm 65 or 75 years old feeling like I wasn't that good at it ever maybe it'll click and then it'll all be worth it <laughs> because it's supposed to be um, supposed to be that good that if it takes you 30 years it's supposed to feel so freaking good so good that it was worth all of 30 years of practice and you feeling like a buffoon because uh, you can't stop that mind. You can't stop that mind from thinking um, what you should be doing, what you wish you didn't do yesterday, what you wish you didn't want, what you wish you... Uh, all these thoughts, paranoid, stuff like that, so that you can begin to just have... Just take action on those um, those thoughts that you want to uh, to affect you. Had a cool thing I'd like to share from a, a really great podcaster. I think this guy's name is um, the Mindfulness Man. He's got an Instagram too. But he did a guided meditation. It was about ten or fifteen minutes long, and he put you in a train and. There was, um, is, were you in the train or were you near the train track? I think you were near the train track. <clears throat> and your thoughts, it was very visual. Um, that was, that's what was so cool about the guided meditation. Your thoughts could be negative. They could be 
a train careening off the tracks. Here it comes. It's screeching. It's going the way that you don't want to go. You can see that train. It's going to take you to a bad place. It's full of nefarious characters. It's got graffiti on it. It's got broken windows. This train is going to crash as soon as you get on board, and here it comes towards you. And you can practice letting the door close in front of you and then watching it go away in the other direction. And you're standing there. And he, he, he like, closed by saying, a negative, negative thinking has the power to be that train. Negative thinking, there's, it has the power to destroy you, he said. And a negative thought, however, if you watch those door, doors close when that particular thought comes and watch it roll away, just the fact that you had it is okay. Is okay. So is the difference between feeling bad that you have negative thoughts and saying, wait a minute, I'm doing less negative thinking because I do have negative train cars that come, but I step away and I don't get on. And they go down wherever they go. Really cool thing. I just wanted to share that with you because it pumped me up to keep on trying. So as my eyes are open for ways to, or reasons to keep on trying um, meditation when it doesn't seem like uh, I've reached omnipresent supergalactic oneness and enlightenment. Because sometimes I have. But a lot of times, I'm like, man, I'm thinking about finances. I'm thinking about not being such a um, pleasure-seeking, indulging artist. Does anybody else feel like that? A pleasure-seeking, and just indulge me on everything, food, wine, sex, I guess not everything, but entertainment, God, football, I gotta watch this, I got, or, or news, I mean, honestly, the, the news, if you're not gonna do anything about the freaking events of the world, and like I do sometimes, if you just indulge in, well, all right, what is the weird, crazy politics that are going on right now that I'm not going to do anything about, but except read about and feel bad about. I think that's some type of an indulgence too. Um, anyway, that's why the meditation is needed because 
Ah, uh, man, I guess there's guilt. There's guilt for like the bad things uh, that that we do and regrettable things, man. Um, that I like to shed. So that was like, I guess, the rambling. Where's this podcast episode going? If it ends up being an episode, and um, it's almost Christmas. What a magical time! A magical time of the year. It's one of my favorite feelings of all time to have the excitement of Christmas uh, in in a kid's eyes to see my son, who just turned three a month ago start to grasp more than he did last year when he just turned two, start to grasp really what, you know, there's presents accumulating and wow, there's a Santa. I mean, we're we're doing that. I mean, we're really going to, I'm not going to deceive him and say that Santa was just here. Well, I guess I kind of might do that because it's thrilling. You got to do that. He's going to start to get it. He, he won't, I don't remember some like, what Santa's not real like moment I think that you absorb it you you get it little by little things start to kids are smart people are smart you you absorb little things that don't quite add up and then all of a sudden you realize oh yeah I fully there's not even one part of me anymore that <laughs> that thinks that's that there's a guy delivering packages to every boy and girl on earth tonight you know it's a conglomeration of uh of their parents and the people who care about them if they get gifts um that is because sure are a lot of boys and girls who aren't going to get gifts um and some people who to whom christmas is barely even a concept they've heard of i'm sure in uh in a lot of areas of the world but Jack loves Christmas. I love Christmas. And uh, a couple days away now. And it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. We got a little tree. It has a nativity scene. A little nativity scene with the baby Jesus being in the manger. And they're at, all at the old barn, the old stable. And I have a lot of feelings about um, those little words that you use to describe, like uh, like the baby Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, like, like it has to be specifically the words that we say. Like, um, outdoor in the uh, the horse barn or the, the cow uh, shed. You can't say that. You you literally have to say manger, stable. Um, you have to say that they knocked on the inn, the door of the inn. Um, there may be other words for these things, uh, like the, I don't know, manger, like he trough, didn't he eat in the the trough filled with hay or something? Um, feeding bucket, (laughs) didn't he, didn't she lay him down in that? I know the story of that is is just that's something I'm going to get into more about what what magic magical impact I think that story of a young woman giving birth telling everybody 
whether whether it was true or not, telling everybody that nobody ever touched her and she still got pregnant. Or moreover, that she uh, she got pregnant, nobody touched her, but an angel told her. An angel. Like, that's another word. Why can't you say a spirit? A spirit that could communicate with her lit up. She was filled with light. And then she got pregnant, but she didn't have sex with anybody. Um, I'm sure the townspeople had to be quite up in arms uh, about this girl who said, yeah, I did not. I didn't do what you guys think I did. I'm just, I have a, I have a baby and I'll tell you what happened. Cause this, it never, I'm not sure if she said like, Hey, I'm going to start getting pregnant. Cause you know, last night there was uh this, this thing I can't really explain except for a light, a guy who seemed to be coming out of the light or surrounded by light didn't touch me told me I was going to get pregnant and that my baby was going to change the world. Uh, did she say that before she started showing? I got to go back to the, the old Bible and check that out. Because that would make a big difference. If she, if they said, hey, what, what are you doing pregnant? And she's like, oh yeah, I guess I am kind of. I, the symptoms do kind of seem that way. I'm gaining weight. My ankles are swelling. Um, eating like like a hostage. I'm just starving all the time. Yes, I am pregnant. Um, and then they say, well, who, oh, well, you, you're, you're a whore. What? You're pregnant? You're, you're a slutty whore. We don't like you in this village anymore. And then she, then did she say that she was, uh, what happened with the whole, the whole, um, angel spirit? I wonder, but either way, one of the coolest things about that story is that the girl made it anyhow. So if she was shunned, if she couldn't hang around in her town, um, one guy stepped up and said, hey, my, my name's Joseph. You know, I, I believe in you. And whether or not I believe in you, I'll, I'll take care of you. Nobody's going to take care of this girl who's pregnant? What, because she's, uh, because she's saying something that you don't believe? You're not going to take care of her? I will. Oh, do you believe her, Joseph? Doesn't matter. I'm going to take care of this girl. Nobody's taking care. Sure, I believe her. Shoot. Anything can freaking happen. That's why I believe her. So they go off at some point. And um, I think that word, word of that might have gotten around. That those two were going to like something about them. We're gonna make it happen. They're actually leaving, uh, leaving the village, and gonna take care of that kid. And and you know Joseph's uh, sentiment to do it, to throw her on the back of some horse or donkey or something, take her through to another village to see if they could get get a place to shack up, to uh, to bunk down. For how long? I don't know how long. I guess he, he could tell it was about to happen. Um, back then, I'm sure they could they could tell quite a bit. I mean, it wasn't like they relied on a on a hospital and the heart rate uh, monitor and things like that. They had to just 
everybody probably knew quite physical things that meant you were getting close to labor. Anyway, so they get to a place uh, that that maybe can give them a room, and the guy's like, "Dude, it's not my fault that you're you're pregnant." I, what, can I throw people out? I mean, maybe he should have gone and said, like, this, can somebody give up your room for, for this uh, girl? And maybe Mary and Joseph were like, oh, well, we're not going to ask anybody to get out of their room. We're going to go, you know what? Is there any other option? We're going to be all right. Just, do you have a blanket or something? Like, yeah, all right, I'll give you a blanket. And you can go towards that shed over there. Stay out of the of the wind, for God's sake. Don't be in the wind. And um, there's hay. There's hay over there. Matter of fact, uh, here's some. Here's a bucket for for water. Here's another blanket. You know, you guys make your way over there. Well, that sure would be freaking exciting. Um, if I was just uh, hanging around, and the, they always talk about in the Bible. Um, we're in the, I don't know if they say this in the Bible. Yeah, I've read that part in the Bible before. That there were people tending to sheep out there. So sheep tenders, herders, uh, out there in the field. I imagine that that would present some type of uh, excitement that, you know, somebody's about to have a baby out there in the, in the shed. <laughs> Not sure if it was cold. They say it was like probably in June or July or something, right? Um, from from the best guess. Sure makes sense that it's at the end of the year because it's such a new beginning. I think it's tied into that. That has something to do with the magic, I think, that it has. Um, so they get there. The, the sheep herders start to clamor and, and say, wow, you, you're really going to have this baby. I wonder if she's going to have it tonight or if it's going to be the next night. I guess, uh, you know, you guys need anything? Like, we don't have much, but here's some goat milk I got. Um, they start kind of chipping in. And then all of a sudden, you got a few people that, that are checking up on this this girl who's about to have a baby. And this dude, Joseph, who's like telling it like it is. He's like, yeah, you know, if you guys don't want to believe us, you, you don't have to. And one way or another, there's going to be a human being born and I'm going to make sure that it's protected and that it's cared for. And that's anytime you hear a parent, I think it's like the tale of caretaking and of newness and and the, the potential, the possibility of every single life that comes into this world amazing new potential and there's there's a reason why there's a magic when every single baby is going to be born even if a family that doesn't seem that big when that when your baby's going to be born there's giant showers and people buy presents like i mean you're getting like you give me a middle class family getting like five to ten thousand dollars worth of donated presents from from people that you haven't even met in years and sometimes people that like work with you that that uh that don't like mingle with you much they're higher ranking or something but they're donating things um 
This is the magic that children have, that every single human being has, that we have to come back to at minimum of once a year. You should do it all the time. Um, if you work in like a, the maternity ward, those, those women in there, and, or men and women that work in those places, they are, they love, from what I've seen, they love what they do. They're passionate about it. It's the only part of the hospital where everybody's always jovial. I mean, something can go wrong, of course, when everybody has to pull together and, God forbid, avoid um, complications with birth. But, you know, 99% of the time, it's cause for, like, heaven on earth when a brand new human being comes into the world and and you see pure love from everybody around it and him or her from pure love just the look of a new father new mother even the people like a, a grandmother i mean tears of freaking joy tears of freaking joy it's a, it's stirring it's absolutely magical the stars come to mind bright stars and i swear if it was magical out in that stable the stars that i remember being so remarkable on like the night that my son was being born the um that that magic you could describe it to somebody and they might say, yeah, that was seriously, I was there too. The stars were bright. There was a star right up there that was so bright. I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Man, people would come and want to chip in to, to that. You know what? We, like the, the, the guys in the Bible that they say came from far away, um, from another part, like some song calls them from the Orient or something the Magi, the wise men, the three kings. Um, maybe Arab guys, were they? Where were they from? Um, not quite sure exactly what the Bible says, but they traveled, you know, on camel or something across deserts. And uh, they'd, they'd heard about this commotion about how everybody was chipping in. And I'm sure they would have said, man, we hang out with people trying to make money all the time. We are obviously wealthy. We're sick of this. Uh, we need a, a fresh start. It's, it's nice to let's take some stuff. Let's go out and see this this family that's starting in a stable, and then let's break them off some some gifts. Let's bring them some gifts. Let's do it. It's going to be freaking awesome. Let's do it, guys. We're going to follow the stars. And the three of them, they say, yeah, we're going to clear our head. We're going to go and and see this new start. And we're going to chip in money because that's what we should do. Is we're as rich as freaking gods. What are we going to do? Let's go find the purest thing we can that we've heard of. And the popular, uh, somebody's been tweeting out about, you know, the baby that just like a week prior um, was born you know, in this little town and all this, the, the shepherds are caring for it and stuff like that. And, and the story of what the girl had said when she got pregnant to her town. Did you hear about this? 
girl and now they're you know they called her all kinds of names and and um let's go let's go find her let's let's help um man the magic of that birth to me could be the magical retelling of every single time we began a life here on earth and the freshness that can start from that and if it's and if honestly when it when a kid gets enough love from the get-go enough support they really can change the world through it um, I believe it when they don't have to prove to the people closest to them they don't when they don't have to earn the love from the people that are closest to them from the people that are keeping them alive when they don't have to earn love because it's so showered down that all they have all they can do is is they're filled with love and all they want to do is give it and um yeah that's that's one of my takes on christmas and that that holiday what how it gets so much magic is just rebirth and birth which happens hundreds of thousands of times is it hundreds of thousands a year how many kids are born on every year do the math on that but all over the place there there are kids born every day and the world really does change when those kids are brought into a welcoming embrace that's going to take care of them regardless of their humble circumstances there's going to be somebody that says it's going to be all right it's going to be all right to that kid always and uh man all right so was i talking about christmas for like the last 15 minutes and my my knowledge of the bible I do have many, many stories that I will be sharing about like the different standalone <clears throat> stories from the Bible, how they're tied together, but individually, those, those uh, big impactful stories, Samson and Delilah, uh, King David, um, Jacob and Isaac, um, Abraham, Moses, these Noah, these Jonah. <laughs> There's so many of these stories. Job, that um, if they were placed into a context of why they're there in the book, to be retold and then broken down towards what they would how they could be like processed through a lens of of our world and in this time I think uh, there's a lot to say about that and I definitely am not a guy who takes those stories literal. Actually, I think there's one really important um, story in the Bible <clears throat> that is there in order to make sure people don't take any of it literally. 
That oh, that's the one that that I've I remember thinking of um, that Jonah. If you don't know of the Jonah part of the Bible, um, Jonah and the whale. He was this guy that uh, f- fell off of a ship and he was swallowed by a whale. So it says he was swallowed by like a beast of the sea. And then it goes on to describe anything except being in a stomach of a beast. Um, anything except. He was like, he could have been in an enormous submarine because he was in there for, for days or weeks or something like that. Um, he had, there, there were things in there that he did. I, I think that one of the main things about that story um, as well as finding redemption when he got out of, of this supposed belly of the whale was that, listen, we this story is going to call this a whale and it is also going to describe it in many, many words across the whole page as not a whale, as like a cell or a prison or something like that. So it may be kind of brilliant that that story is in that Bible to tell people that it's not about the words. It's not about that word whale. It's about the description that's anything but. So let's throw out this whole, like, it needs to be this literal thing in order for it to um, to enlighten. So I'm not a guy who thinks that there's literal stories. I'm a guy who thinks there there are there are through lines that um, can can be felt and can be internalized when you need when you need them if they speak to you, um, and that you can you know let somebody else keep on talking about if if it's going off the mark of sincerity or um, it's not helping. <laughs> I know it. I'm going to be a preacher. That's what I'm going to do. I could be a theologist. I, I wouldn't mind studying a lot of, um, of the history behind the various things that have been passed down in different cultures as far as like a guide, like a spiritual guide or religion from one part of the world to, to the other. I'd be interested in doing that. I've been thinking about that lately. That's one of the reasons I'm not podcasting because I'm not doing necessarily exactly what I feel like I should be doing. And I'm amazed. I don't know if you remember that one episode when I said, I'm just going to focus on my little Dharma and, you know, work at this job and take care of my son take care of me, pay the bills, and just, you know, shut my hole and just keep my head down and do that. I mean, it's a wonderful, amazing opportunity to be able to buy food and take care of that that kid. And that's good enough. I'm just going to say that's good enough for like a year, five years or whatever. So I make no mistake, I am following that Dharma also. But one of the things that I need enlightenment for is to have a path that actually uses the skills 
the desire that I have of what needs to be done, what that I can do in this world. And it's um, the episode with with Byram. I talked about how I don't think that doing the same type of filing that I've already done it like over and over and over again all day, all day that like you could really you know teach a kid to do or a monkey. I don't. Hey, a train. Oh, man, I wish you guys could see how close I am to this train right outside the window. These things are huge. I'm sure you can hear it. Anyway, I, I need my path. I need my path, and so I'm trying to stay cool about getting it, but i got to make sure I'm open to um, that I'm actually doing the things to make it happen, whether it's enroll in school, apply to school, grad school, um, fund that um, train and I need more advanced training and something I know that and so I'm thinking about grad school anyway a lot of things those are what we all think about right hey if you're thinking about that kind of thing I dig I dig uh, and and um, all of my support goes to you trying to find out what that is for you and maybe we can tell ourselves to stay patient but stay on that path and keep meditating are you doing a good job meditating i'm so proud of you if you are that's amazing oh nice work i I swear it's a revolution it's a mindfulness revolution and people are realizing that they need to meditate and get on their right path. But I'm <laughs> my, my place of business right now is is not necessarily a mindful uh, mindful existence. I am, but there's a, quite a lot of mindless stuff that can suck back two hours of uh, you not being able to do anything except this multitasking and then take a little break and then go back for another like two or three hours and then bam, you're done. Does that sound anything like your job? Jobs are great and at least it's not freaking outside in the elements or cold or or, uh, physically strenuous. I'm not cleaning up crap. So when you're telling yourself those things every single day, um, you know, that's what it takes to stay happy, <laughs> stay happy, stay joyful, because that's what it's all about, joy. So I've been kind of interweaving a little bit of my life, what's happening lately. Um, and then I got a little sidetracked by Christmas, because it is almost Christmas, we got the presents, we got the family. I'm gonna see some family. I'm gonna see my sister Kate, my mother, my dear mom, um, Kate and her husband Sean, firemen. What a family they have with their three kids and dog. Me and Jack are gonna get on an airplane, fly there. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm trying to get my three year old son on an airplane by 6.15 a.m. And I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I don't know. I don't know how. 
basically it happens in two days from now so I'm gonna be preparing to make that possible adventure and then just a couple days with family my son's not with me tonight or the following night um, he's gonna be with his mother and man if the holidays can really kick you kick you in the teeth if you're if you're lonely I get that. Please, please hang in there and meditate and know that I feel you if you're lonely on the holidays. Not even just the holidays, any exciting day, any exciting day and time. Like, a, you know, when you get out of work, it's, it's, it's exciting because you're, you got the evening off. And if there's nobody to like kind of share that with, it, it can be lonely. A Friday night, same thing. Sunday, I think Sunday mornings are magical. So are Saturday mornings are magical. But, man, if you're not sharing it with somebody, um, it can make you real lonely. It can make you... There's a, there's a cool grace that I've seen some people adopt when they just get used to it and they say, you know what, I, I just had a beautiful Saturday morning and I know that... There's, I'm not going to try and bring anybody into my life or share this with anybody, but I just had a great day. A certain grace to that, like this refined, um, what's the word? Kind of stoic satisfaction that'd be nice to have. Because me, I'm like, who am I going to share this with? Who am I going to share this with? And sure enough, there, there's... There's somebody to share little things with. and I'm at the point now in my life, I don't want to... i got to temper that desire to share so much with... Because I can't... i gotta, I got to hit the brakes on what I'm, how much I'm sharing with somebody because I'm not ready to, <laughs> to share. I'm, I'm, as you can see, I'm in here doing the podcast still. I'm working on myself, man, and figuring out wh what to do professionally uh, as the next step. Nobody ever knows, like, what, what do you want to be when you grow up a football player? You know, for a while. You're not going to be a football player forever. That, that's a phase. Like, every one, of, every one of us has a career that we're going to have another one, right? Later. Like, even if you're a business owner, that business is going to um, evolve and turn into something more and possibly even change business models. You're going to bring in money from other things more than the places that are bringing you money now. Um, so, yeah, I have a career and I want another one. And that means a lot to me to have another one. And um, I'm not sure what that's going to be. If you have any suggestions to me, please direct message. Ethan, share it official. The, um, the acting jobs come in like as tiny little like chump change things. Nothing major yet. I've tried out for a couple things this past year that were pretty exciting but not um you know as an actor those those things don't come through all the time are very 
infrequently, I guess, if you're not that good as an actor. <laughs> which, which that's what you feel like when you're not getting hired. You feel like you're not that good. Or it's just not the right part. Either way, I don't want to keep on uh, banging against a closed door on that front. Like I said in the last uh, time I was lamenting about that. <laughs> but career, career, expertise, sharing, giving, giving back to the world. What are you giving back to the world with your career? I try. Every day I definitely try to have um, a positive um, impact and, and help and share how I can. <laughs> but the sure is a shitload of filing and um, organizational auditing. Organizational freaking internal auditing. Do a lot of that. Anyway, this has been rambling, but not too bad. It's been thematic on Christmas. I'll do another one on Hanukkah. For all of my Jewish friends. And I'm also going to explore why. I don't have any Jewish friends. I only have like a couple Jewish friends. But I, I don't run into those types of folks uh, out here in Richmond that much. They say Jesus Christ was Jewish. Right? He was just the same as uh, everybody else in his Jewish town. So, I guess it was just his approach that became uh, something different, that was different than the tribe, huh? Their approach. Everything I know about Jesus' approach, pretty cool. But leaving the tribe, don't leave the tribe, man. What's the deal there? But for good, uh, turning the other cheek and <laughs> casting not first, the first stone and um, loving thy enemy. Those are things that are pretty cool. Before that, there'd been a lot of uh, smite, smite thy enemy, give offerings to God, and God will help thee smite thy enemy. So those new ideas, y'all, that love can bring, those new ideas love can bring are, are the thing that mindfulness can bring about. And there's always new stuff happening. Look at the new things that are happening, right? They're everywhere. We're taking new things to space and new ways we're immunizing things that never used to be immunizable. We're healing things that weren't healable. We're electing presidents that never would have been electable before. Some of the shit is bad, but it just shows that possible things are... Uh, just open your eyes and expect the unexpected and, and let's break out of the, the walls that we have every day. Thank you so much for listening, Brian. I appreciate you. Man, I hope things are going well over there.
And until next time, God bless and namaste. need to talk in order to live and now I'm like I can't talk I'm like trying to figure out what to say to myself I'm trying to figure out what to say to myself how am I going to talk to people I should take a picture of the Richmond skyline that I'm looking out at and post it on my Instagram so you can see it. It's cool. They got all the little buildings outlined with uh, lights for Christmas or Hanukkah. They're just lights. Um, but it looks it's so beautiful. And a little street lights, a little gas lamp area of this place. Enjoying my little stay here. Enjoying this time. Thank you. Happy holidays. And have an amazing 2019.